0: We finished up 1 Peter, talking about simplicity. We spent a week or two just sharing out of the Gospel of John. And the Lord impressed on me to to preach something that's been on my heart for several years. And it's this, and maybe you've heard it before, I don't care. (laughs) In fact, I hope you've heard it before. But what does it mean to be? What does it mean to be? You know, in the, in the church, so often, and I, and I was like this when I was growing up. I don't know if any adults around me intended me to think this way. But I always felt like I was, my value and my worth and my, was based on what I did. Or maybe on a name. I had, for, in some circles, I had the right last name, but I, was, I, was, I wasn't the right one with that last name at times, I felt like. What does it mean when we, we, we are so focused on what we do that we never really think about who we are? So, this, the, 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 kind of the title of this series might, instead of the word be, might be, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? So, the next four weeks, we're going to look at different aspects of who we are in Christ. If you're not in Christ, these don't apply to you. <laughs> well, we can fix that. So today we're going to talk about what does it mean to be God's masterpiece. And next week we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a son and or daughter of a loving father. Then we're going to talk about what does it mean to be an heir to the kingdom. And finally, we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a member of his body. But for today, we're going to look at Ephesians. We've, and we've looked at Ephesians before. So you, you're hearing this again in some ways. But we're going to zero in on some things out of Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. 8, 9, and 10. You know, we we went through the entire book of Ephesians, and we kind of, it wasn't quite an overview or a flyover, but we didn't get into a lot of detail. And so I want to spend some time on these few verses 8, 9, and 10. These are of chapter 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and, it, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not as, as a result of works, lest, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God, that we should walk in them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you that it is not just ink, not just paper, not just a book, but it is life, it is truth, and is transformational. And so, Father, this morning, as we look at these few verses, Lord, I pray that you would remove the distractions of the day and of the week, even the month. And help us to hear what you have to say and receive what you have to give. In Jesus' name we pray. And Lord, I pray that my words are true to your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What does it mean to say that we are his workmanship? Well, let's start by... By the foundation. For by grace you're saved through faith. And you could do nothing. You see, the rest of it, your identity doesn't work if you have not been saved by grace through faith. If you, if you don't hear those words and believe those words and you have not by faith received Jesus Christ, this won't make any sense to you. Because that's the starting point of everything. You know, the very fact that it says, and not of works. We have a lot of people in the church today saying, but, but I'm a pretty good person. Haven't I done enough? I'm in church every week. I even go to conferences. And God says, "Are you as perfect as my son?" Are you as have you lived a life without sin? Because good is never good enough. We have a lot of people who are call, calling themselves Christians who are going to be good all the way to hell. Because they could never take that, take that stand, that, that, that place to say, it's not about me. I let go of me because I, by faith, want to take hold of Him. Every preacher, every preacher's main concern is not to turn out good Christians. Every good preacher's concern is the salvation of everyone that hears him preach. Because if people aren't saved, I can preach till I'm blue in the face. And if someone isn't saved, they're going to the hell whether they going to hell whether they hear me or not. And I'm saddened by that. In the churches I've pastored, I know there are people in every congregation who know how to make it look good, but when it comes right down to it, They don't know Jesus. And that's where it has to start. Do you know Jesus? Have you experienced the grace of God and by faith said, yes, I want that. I'll let go of myself so I can have Jesus. If you've done that, we can talk about who, who you are. Who do you think you are? This morning we're talking about his workmanship. The word workmanship is an interesting word, and I think I've said it before. In the Greek, it's the word poema. In other words, we get our, our word, poem, from this idea. It's a masterpiece. It's, it's, you are God's individual masterpiece. Do you know that? Do you know that? I'm sure the great poets, Henry Longfellow... They probably considered most of their poems all masterpieces. Did you know that God, if you know Jesus Christ, considers you his masterpiece? One of his masterpieces? This idea of Christians walking around with a frown on their face poor me, I'm such a sinner. does not bring honor to God because you're focused on you <laughs> when we are his masterpiece when we are his workmanship when we are his poem we focus on him and what he's doing you know what I'm saying it's like the, I you know the, I think I've read this somewhere I, <laughs> or maybe I'm just making it up I don't know but there, I think there have been times when, when uh, they have found masterpieces, great works, underneath paintings. Someone has taken a, a painting and said, it's not worth anything, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to do my painting. over. Because there was a time in history where canvas was rare, so you had to take the paintings that were available, and if you didn't like them, you just painted over them. Can you imagine that? having a van Gogh, and someone says you know i don't really like that painting so i'm gonna i'm gonna do this lake this this nature scene over top of a van Gogh." and yet that's much what we've done when we're fallen beings it means satan has is painted over top of god's masterpiece he's painted right over top of it so that people can't see what god intended and when we're saved, God cleans that Satan's painting off the masterpiece. But you know what we do? We tend to let him put, Satan put strokes back on it. Sanctification is the process of understanding when Satan's trying to ruin the painting and, and say, stop it, Satan. Do you understand? Do, I don't know how, hard I can, how much I can say this. Do you understand that you are his masterpiece? Created. You know, David said this. Some of you know these verses very well. For you formed me in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Does that sound like a God who wants to throw you away? because you're not worth anything? No. He just wants to restore what he intended for you. He wants to clean up the picture. He wants to take away Satan's cruddy painting that's over top of God's beauty. That is you. That is me. You see, we were created special. We were created, we are created unique. No one here can say, I wish I were someone else. Because when we, when we do those kinds of things, you know what we say, what that says to God? You didn't do it right. I wish I were, no. God created you specifically for you, for what he wants for you, for the beauty he wants in you. ...because of Jesus. And we are created for a purpose. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus... ...for good works. For good works. Now that's something we're going to say... Isn't that works? Doesn't that mean I got to work to keep my salvation? No, that's not what it's saying. Because if you read further on, it says, "For good works which God has pre- 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 get my mouth working right, which God has prepared beforehand, that's you should walk in them." Now, there's a difference between walking in a path and doing good works. Doing means I add up all these good things and hopefully I've got enough good to satisfy the judge. When I walk in a path, it's just about going to a destination. It's about finding myself doing things that honor God. Finding myself doing, being the person that he's created me to be. So often we think that being saved is the end. So we, we only quote Ephesians 2, 8, 9. I remember going to a Bible camp, not Big Sandy, a Bible camp. And there was a big banner on the wall, for by grace are ye saved through, or, of course, King James, are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man boast. And I saw that every year for 11, 12, 13 years that I went to that Bible camp as a staffer, as a camper. But no one had ever said, you know, there's another verse. You see, it's wonderful that we can be saved. Isn't it? Isn't it wonderful that can be saved? But isn't it even more special that God says, not only do I want to save you, I want to use you. The God of the universe says, not only did I save you, but I have, I have a purpose for you. I've got a job for you to do. And you know what? I created you specifically for that job. I've given you the talents that you need. I've given you the gifts you're gonna need through the Holy Spirit. I've given you everything you need to do what I'm asking you to do. If the presidents of the United States, pick your favorite president, because I don't know where you stand on this one, but if your favorite president came to you and said, here, I've, I know you, and I know what you can do. I've got a job for you. How many of you would feel privileged that such an important person would ask me to do something? Any of you? Would you think that's... You can raise your hand. And yet, the God of the universe, these verses are telling us the God of the universe is universe is saying to us, look, it was my grace and your faith together that, that brought you into a relationship with me. Now guess what? I've created you as a masterpiece. You're perfect. You're perfect for what I need you to do. I don't know if I've ever known anybody who, who's artistic in any way, musically, art, anywhere... That they would look at their, whatever they did, and say it's perfect. The, the people I know always find fault in something. As we listen or as we look at, we say that's beautiful. He said, "Yeah, but I could have done this better." You know what? The God of the universe didn't make any mistakes in creating you and I. He looks at you now. He looked at you then. He will always look at you as perfect. That's what he sees. In Christ, he sees his perfect workmanship, his perfect masterpiece. In Christ, that's who he sees because that's who he created. Now... That's why 1 John 1, 1.9 says, if we sin, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In other words, all those streaks that Satan tried to put back in the painting, he'll cleanse those off. So do you realize you're perfect? You're just who God wants you to be. You're God's masterpiece. Now you can do, because you understand who you are, you can do what God is calling you. can walk the path of good works. The word good comes from the word God. Did you know that? There's a thing called etymology, which is the study of how words develop. And the word good comes from the word God. That's why Jesus said, no one, no one can be called good except for God, because good is derived out of God." So these good works are God works. And this path is a God path. cornerstone we've talked about purpose. Why do we exist? We've talked about all kinds of reasons, clarity, movement, alignment, focus. But I wonder if sometimes as Christians, we get so busy that all of this stuff just kind of jumbles together. All of this just kind of... <sighs> and we step out of here and we, we, we hear what is said on, on Sunday. We have a great worship experience. We realize that God is here. We walk away knowing we've been in the presence of God. And we go out into a world that is so busy. And, and it's a world that says, I've got to deal with, in my case, grandkids. Deal with, we never say we've got to deal with grandkids, do we? That's not right. I get to. <laughs> but We've got to pay bills. We've got to work. we got to... And we've got this going on here and, and uh, all these issues that we're, and we're running like, like a gerbil in, a, in, a, in, a, in one of those wheels, hamster wheel, you know? You know what God is saying to us? He's saying, will you stop doing and just be? Will you stop for a second? And be who I created you to be. When you look at things that you're trying to do that aren't, that aren't f- coming together just right, or when you think you failed, and, and you're saying, God, I'm such a failure at times. And he's, looking, he's saying to us, just be. Be who I've created you to be the masterpiece you are you're nothing less there's a song that really reflects kind of this idea of we go through life and the pressures of life and the busyness of life and we go and go and go and go and it seems like we can hardly breathe you ever felt like that life was coming at you so fast so hard you know, it's like, it's like weightlifting where they'll always tell you if you're, if you're lifting weights, never hold your breath. You'll pass out. But so often when things get hard, we, we spiritually hold our breath because we think it's our strength that's got to accomplish this. Or it's our failure that's going to make this thing fail. And God is saying, Breathe and be. Can you breathe? Can you just be the masterpiece, the workmanship that you are in Christ? And if you don't know Jesus this morning, I invite you to begin that relationship with him where he can clean up And show you the masterpiece that's underneath the painting that Satan's trying to paint. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the time we've had in your presence this morning. Lord, I sense that there's a lot of people, including me this morning who have been so busy trying to do and trying to to satisfy someone else's expectations or to prove ourselves to someone and father i thank you that you remind us that we are your workmanship we are your masterpiece that can't change Father, I pray that if anyone is here this morning that doesn't know you, doesn't know that they are a masterpiece that you created, that is covered with the sin and the painting of Satan on their lives, Lord, I pray that they would, even in the silence of their hearts, say, Lord, I want to be yours. I want to, by faith, accept everything you have. So, Father, as we go from this place, knowing that we are your masterpiece, that we are your workmanship, lead us into the the works in the path that you prepared for us to go down. We thank you that we don't do it alone, that your spirit is with us. We thank you that we can do this because of your Son who lived a life that we can't live and died the death that we deserve but rose again in victory over sin and death so that our masterpiece can be revealed once again. That your masterpiece could be revealed. Father, just go with us now. Bless each one. Through the week, Lord, we pray especially right now for Cheryl as she's preparing for surgery in the morning. Be with her in a very special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go in peace.